BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clark Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I hope you've had a good week, good time with family and friends, and the frolicking uh, social distancing theories of the world. As you can tell, this is a, a pre-recorded segment. Decided not to split up the natural conversation flow that we had with the Kiss guys last week, so without further ado, I'm going to bring you back into the final stages of the December Madness Bracketology Best Wrestler of the Last Decade. Hot takes are plenty. Hope you enjoy it. So I'm introducing to you Ricky, as always, and of course, Josh and Jeremy from the should-be-award-winning Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Enjoy. Right, so... So last 16, match-up number one, we have Tanahashi... Versus Seth Rollins. I know we've pretty much made a case for every individual, so. For the most part. Not every individual, for the most part. So if we wanted to, we could just go straight to the picks. Um, and then if there's anyone we haven't spoken about, like Avocado and uh, Omega, etc., we can touch on them. But if you want to give your picks as well as your evidence wise, you can if you want. Uh, I'm going Tanahashi. I am also going Tanahashi. Too many great matches, too many big moments, too many big main events, too much money drawn, too many titles held. Oh. Yeah, I would agree, though. Oh, well, it doesn't fucking matter, but I think then, does it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Clive. My boy, Seth. You guys invited the New Japan guys on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. We put Next match up. We were fair. Yeah. <laughs> Next match up. Number two, we have Suzuki taking on Will Osprey. Uh, for me, I've got to go Will. Um... Suzuki's had an, a phenomenal decade, and I think maybe the overall stronger decade, but for the years that Will has been active, especially the last three years, they eclipse anything that Suzuki has ever done in his entire career. Um, it's just too much. It's easy Will for me, honestly. Yeah, I'm going to go with Osprey as well. Um, just... The incredible matches in Europe, in America, here on the indie scene, in Japan. Australia. Uh, Australia, yeah. Literally, no matter what continent, country, where he's on the planet, this guy's having phenomenal matches. Um, 
you know, regardless of what you think of him as a person, um, he is a very talented um, professional wrestler, and he's just going to continue to keep, you know, being at the peak. I mean, he's at the peak right now, and he's going to continue to be at the front of New Japan for probably the next decade as well. Last year, Will Ospreay had more classic matches in the entire year than a lot of wrestlers. I'm talking like the majority ever have in their entire career. It was an un, literally historically speaking unprecedented. Yeah. Like no the only other um close comparison that we have since like matches started getting recorded is like maybe Ric Flair in 85 maybe and not really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that kind of stretch from 2018 to 2019 was excellent. Um, and like I said, there was certainly, if not the best wrestler, certainly one of the top three or five in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I'm going to Osprey as well. I mean, again, will I, will I, just, will I just leave this recording and you guys can just... <laughs> <I'll be laughs> You like Suzuki a lot? No, I just it's not that. I just think Osprey's a piece of shit. So, oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't like Os- you know, you know the deal with me and Osprey, right? Where he, like he cussed me out. Yep. <laughs> so like, I don't like the guy. Yeah, I mean, we're we're, talk- we're talking about you know in a ring or wrestling careers, not you know yep. them as a person. That'd be a completely different tournament. Oh, that could that could be a fun tournament actually. The <laughs> Titus O'Neil wins. wins. <laughs> Titus O'Neil's the greatest wrestler of the past decade. <laughs> <laughs> right, next matchup, we have Shibata taking on Kevin Owens. Clive, how about you go first here on this one? Yeah, go ahead, Clive. Oh, thanks, gentlemen. That's very kind of you. <laughs> Listen Welcome to, the to your podcast. Aye. As if 2020 hasn't been hard enough, I'm just getting <laughs> bullied. Well, I think you're going to be happy with this round. Uh, well, with this specific pick, I'm going for one of my bays, Kevin Owens. Uh, in this specific round, I'm going for Kevin Owens as well. I will also go for Mr. Owens slash Dean. See, I always thought you were good guys. I always thought you were guys. <laughs> I can make an argument for Shibata, but I I think realistically I need to go Owens. And Rich also went Kevin Owens. Oh okay. <laughs> oh, so you already hit him up ahead of time, and like he already no, said. No, I've literally as soon as that first round was that first round you guys just finished, I text him straight away, message him, and he got back to me right away. Uh, right next up, Pentagon taking on Cena. Uh, Cena. Yeah, Cena. And I love Pentagon, but it's Cena. Oh, that's next one. Oh my goodness, Daniel Bryan taking on. Oh, hold, hold, hold on. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. You love yourself some Pentagon. I need to put in this Pentagon Cena. pick. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> put, put some respect on that man's six or seven dozen different names, please. Pentagon L zero Om. Zero Dark Thirty. I I just want to say that Pentagon's great. I understand wholeheartedly why John Cena was picked, but now we have two pieces of shit into the quarterfinals. Cena's not that bad. I'm just, you know what I'm like, John Cena. Majority of pro wrestlers are not good people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Regardless of who we pick. That is literally a conversation I feel like I have with people on the internet daily. Is like, you guys know this is, man. I don't, I won't get into it. I won't get into it. <laughs> yeah, I've got a hate my, hate relationship with Cena. So, <laughs> my eldest, who's six, has started watching wrestling, and he obviously wants to know who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. And it, he was stunned to find out that, like, for instance, Seth Rollins is a bad guy, but in real life he's actually pretty good. Like, he was stunned and he was like. But if he's good in real life, why does he keep doing bad things on TV? And I'm like, <laughs> why, why would <laughs> he's only six, bro. Yeah, no, well, he, no, he gets it. No, he gets it. He gets it. <laughs> but he also he also realizes he also realizes Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are married. But he's like, so why doesn't Becky Lynch try to make him good then? Why does she let him be bad? 
Like, I would love question. to be your age again. Good question. <laughs> See, I had to break kayfabe with my daughters because if my wife was going to let them watch it, then they had to know that Nicky Cross and Asuka are battering the shit out of each other with stage. <laughs> so they're fine, they're just playing. They're, they're hurt, but they're, they're still friends. So they had to break kayfabe early doors in this house. Yo, Jeremy came to uh, my showcase show uh, where I debuted as a professional wrestler, I guess. And uh, these two sisters wrestled each other. They're twins. Nothing was kayfabe about that match. They were fucking <laughs> shooting on each other. Yeah, they were hitting each other pretty hard. Oh, God. They were doing Baba's King Road style. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that Battle Royal that Tessa Blanchard was in a few years ago. Can't, what was that one? Um, oh, yeah. And um, what's that promote? In Beyond, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Some shit wrestling going on there. Uh, Deanna Peraza was a uh, lane inter. Yep. That's what I do. I lay my shit in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Matchup number five. That's a, oh. good, that's a good one. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Oh, man. It's a really tough one. I understand that, but I will just throw it out there so you guys can have at it. Going Daniel Bryan on this one. Easy pick for me. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, it's it's an easy pick for me as well, but I can see the arguments for both sides, but I am going for Bryan here. I've actually, I'm a bigger fan of the Captain Planet stuff more than the Yes Movement. I just thought that was sensational work. And he makes, apart from perhaps Big Cass, uh it makes even mid-card angles interesting as well. And I don't think that's always been the case with AJ Styles. So I'm going to go for Daniel Bryan. I'm also going for the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan. He was pipped. Pipped. Telling you, see if we were able to include some of those earlier TNA stuff. Oh, well. I, I honestly I don't know who I'd have went. I probably would have went towards Daniel Bryan as well. Daniel Bryan's right. going all the way. So the next one, right? We can all just assume Daniel Bryan's going to win, whether he wants to <laughs> or not. <laughs> Champa versus Okada. Gotta go. Okada. Oh, yep. Yeah, I'm going Okada. Easy yep. pick up this one. Yep. Next one, we have. <laughs> we really don't need to. Like, oh, come no. on, I, I, I would have picked Okada as well. Oh. We have. So this is number seven in this round. We have Hiromo taking on Roman Reigns. Ooh. Very interesting. That's an interesting one. Uh, and to. Fight back as vengeance for knocking out Charlotte. I'm going for Roman Reigns purely for the <laughs> the politics involved in the last episode. Who did uh, we, and we knocked out Johnny Gargano. Yep. Yeah. Ah, uh, I think I think I'm going Roman. Yeah, I also think I'm going Roman too. I mean, you look at just the way. I mean, Roman obviously the, the face of the promotion, pushed as the top, very top guy. Uh, the WrestleMania stages, some of the programming feuds he's been in. Obviously, I think obviously Hiromu is a way better professional wrestler than he is, and, ha- and has better matches over the decades. Um, but I still think I have to go with Roman. Yeah, head to head, I pick Hiromu. Match for match, I pick Hiromu. Who's more interesting, Hiromu? Who dresses better, Hiromu? Who's more handsome? Romu, but I'm still gonna pick Roman. So I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me, but I'm picking him. <laughs> even even with those new uh, veneers that Roman's got, he's, I think he's got a case. Yeah, he's got that. But I mean, have you seen Hiromu? I mean, he's, he's beautiful. <laughs> Roman is also beautiful, though. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, yeah, I, I would generally. I think the biggest thing that kind of hurts the argument for Hiromu in this case is just um. I think he got a later start in the decade, honestly. And then it is the fact, like, there's just way more, like, attention or, you know, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but, like, he's he's the guy in the company. 
Right. Whereas, like, Romu's never been the guy in his company. Right. He's a top guy in the junior division, but he's never been, like, the – he's never been the Okada, the Tanahashi. He's never been the ace. He's not – I mean, maybe he could get, get there in the people, coming years. People think it's happening. I don't. I think he's going to be a player, but I don't I don't think he'll ever be, like, the guy in the company, to be honest with you. Last matchup was the This is interesting, I think. Chris mm. Jericho versus Kenny Omega. Ooh. It's an interesting one. I'm going Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we can have a debate on this one, though, because we haven't really dis- discussed the accolades for Kenny Omega just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, or even really Chris Jericho, for that matter. Yeah, they both had kind of easy victories in the last round. I mean, I think I think Jericho has had a lot of career renaissances, a lot of great matches and great, uh, you know, characters that he's developed and stuff. I mean, when you look at 2010, he was the wrestler of the year. And then in 2019, he was the wrestler of the year. And those were the two. 2010 was when he, like, debuted the new, you know, the... the Pain maker. No, 2010. Oh, oh the... um. That was the HBK feud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Serious short hair. Yeah, that character. And then, you know, came back in 2013, reinvented, 2015, went to Japan, did all that stuff, the Painmaker stuff, came to, you know, AEW. And, I mean, he's had fantastic matches along the way and a lot of success at the top. But for me, like, I just don't think it measures up to what Kenny Omega did over the past decade. Right, you just look at Kenny's decade... Uh, majority of it in <clears throat> excuse me majority of it in Japan um I know a lot of work in DT the feud with Kota Bushi um the team of Bushi the Golden Lovers that teaming and that breaking up um them coming over to New Japan as a team um some stuff they did in the junior tag division there then his elevation into the junior division then eventually elevation to um heavyweight and having Literally, you know, star scale breaking matches, the, the rivalries with Okada, matches with Tanahashi, Naito, uh, his G1 just being absolutely incredible. Um, and now his, his run at AEW, um, incredible, you know, two years there. Now he's a champion. Ratings are up, are huge right now. A lot of intrigue around what he's doing right now. Uh, so yeah, I'm going with Cleaner. Well, before I, you know what, maybe I'll take my pick back. Why don't you guys kind of discuss what you think, and I'll, I guess I'll kind of decide because there, there's a lot there, I guess, between the two of them. I think Jericho's role and where in the start of AEW, I think that should be a big like factor in this as well. I think. They made the right decision, first and foremost, putting the title on him, and I, th- I felt like that title run was was excellent. I thought what he'd done for the company and helping building him up was was excellent as well. Uh, name recognition, his promo stuff, like forget about the matches for a moment. Um, and like he says, you kind of forget that that HBK ladder match took place in this decade. The great stuff he'd done with Kevin Owens as well, um, his introduction into New Japan. But then, I think you look at the absolute quality of Omega's matches. Um, I like how he's been booked thus far in AEW. Uh, you know, they could have, if they really wanted to, just given him the title straight out of the gate. But they didn't. He's been involved in now two really good matches with Moxley. Uh, involved in the tag match earlier on in the year as well with the Bucks. Um so I think when it comes to the actual in-ring product, it's you know night and day really. Like there's there's you, there's no debate there. I just feel like the amount of times Jericho's reinvented himself and come back and it's completely different, completely fresh, and it's gotten so over time and time again. And how big of a part he's played in AEW, I feel like those things make it a hard decision for me. Um, but if I stay true to myself, and I've always said in ring work ultimately is king, I'm going to have to go Omega. 
Well, I think between general performance, um, the sort of meta pandering that's going on, the politics, just the general not niceness. Jericho has begun to left quite a sour taste in my mouth for the last year or so, to the point where even if it is him being a good heel, it's just not my cup of tea. I think the last truly great match he had was with Kenny Omega and Wrestle Kingdom. That was a phenomenal match. But even though Jericho has not had, personally has not had a great one uh, 18 months or so, I think his body of work up until then was exceptional. Oh, but I just think Omega's been on a steady, steady rise and it hasn't really dropped off in popularity. I think the and also peaks, I'd say maybe the AEW Championship and the friendship with Kevin Owens was his Jericho's biggest peak in this decade, whereas Omega's biggest peak was the Okada match, which was a big, big deal. I'm really unsure. I, I think some things that kind of like... I don't know, solidify it for me is like Kenny going to Mexico, winning the title there, having being, you know, a big star there, having these great matches, coming to America and becoming a big star here, ha- the, the tag matches with uh, Adam Page, all the, the incredible singles matches. He doesn't get credit for this, but he's one of the best empty arena performers of the COVID era. Uh, week in and week out on Dynamite, literally having awesome, awesome matches. Um, over in Japan, I mean, the majority of guys, if you asked who their best opponent was that are current day roster members, it's going to be Kenny Omega. Um, his last few G1s were just, I mean, incredible classic, you know, level. His title reign was awesome. He was a huge star there, like huge star. And, I mean, Big star in America, big star in Mexico, big star in Japan. Um, he proved that he can, like, it, he's proved up on many, like, occasions that he can be a big star. Like, when he came over and he wrestled Phoenix um, in Northeast Wrestling, they, like, sold, they, like, did one of the biggest uh, New York house show, like, draws ever outside of WWE. Um, I've got to imagine a lot of the success of All In was the fact that him and Pentagon were wrestling, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, it's not to say that Chris Jericho is not a big star or a big draw because he clearly is. But I think Kenny Omega is the biggest draw and the biggest star outside of WWE and kind of secretly has been for the last three or four years. Yeah, and I just remember we went to a ROH taping at the, oh, yeah. the end of 2017. Um, and the Bucks and Kenny were on the tapings, and um, you know it was a, at, the, at the time a rare U.S. appearance for Kenny Omega, and literally just the the, the insane line for Kenny's meet and greet was just absolutely crazy. Well, they were sold out too, and they had to open up the big room right. to accommodate. And I, I remember one of the the um, security guard guys. He was like a local indie guy when I was working security. And I remember I was with Rich, and we were kind of deciding, are we going to get in the Bucks line first, or are we going to try and get in this, you know, this massive Kenny line? And the guy was like, you want to get in Kenny's line? Because you don't know, like, when you will see Kenny Omega again. And, like, still, just the way he talked about Kenny, and just, like, the importance that people were just drawn to him and, like, wanted this chance to meet Kenny because it was just so rare. Uh, I don't know. Like, that, that, also, that left an impression on me. Well, not only that, like, they – in New Orleans, they did the biggest Ring of Honor house show they'd ever done. It was built off the strength of Kenny Omega against Cody. And then the next year, they did Madison Square Garden. And the truth be told, even though he didn't compete on the show, they sold out because of Kenny Omega. Mm. Everyone that bought those tickets thought that they, that they were getting to go see Kenny Omega. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were going to be live for the first U.S. Omega Okada match. And all those early New Japan big sellouts that they did over in California, those were those were all Kenny Omega shows that they that people were paying to go see. Like, yeah. uh, 
And then, yeah, the match quality is just so much higher with him. I I think it's clear-cut. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's definitely Kenny Omega. Yeah, yeah I think it's trailer just showing how much of a draw he, he's been without the WWE machine behind him. Yep. Yeah, I think that's an important thing to remember, like when we're talking about comparing people who are draws. Um, like you said, when you've got this big, big machine behind you, I think you need to, you know, bring it down a notch and, and like, compare and, like, what... Like you said, Omega and the Bucks um, were so super over and were such a draw, and they never really had any kind of machine behind them. I think another thing to think about, too, is the fact of, you know, we talk about guys, people being the guys. Like, in the last decade, yes, if you exclude AEW, I don't really think you can say Jericho has was ever the guy in WWE. Yes, never. He, he had the world yeah. title stuff, like we talked about with Sean, but. Anytime he had, like, the world title, it was always a secondary kind of thing. He was never the WWE champion. He was never really main eventing pay-per-views, even though that in, that entire run was incredible and stuff he was doing with Sean um, and coming back and all the surprises and stuff like that. He was never the guy. Even when you look at his last WWE run where he's doing the Festival of Friendship, like, they couldn't even get, like, a top billing at Mania. That was, like, one of the opening matches for the U.S. title, almost almost forgotten about at this point. Um Kenny, he's been the guy in New Japan. He's been the guy, and he's now AEW. He's been the guy in, like, DDT. He's been the guy in these promotions. He's a guy in AAA right now as the, the mega, mm-hmm. mega champion. And and also, he was on top when the company was doing their highest revenues, highest, like, attendances that they've ever done in history. Um, so I think, is everyone in agreement we're Kenny Omega? So I think that yep. Yeah, I think I'm leading towards Omega. All right. I think if, it was, if we were basing Jericho's two thousands decades, it'd be a much Hard. harder, like much much harder. But in terms of the twenty tens, Omega, I'll go for Omega. I'm not annoyed that Jericho's lost this one, but it's just I had to have a good think about it. Plus, you don't like him anymore. <laughs> That's true. He's become the Judas in your mind. Nicely <laughs> done. Right, we're down to the final eight. Oh, it's getting exciting. We have matchup number one: Tanahashi taking on Will Osprey. I'm, I'm going Hiroshi Tanahashi on this one. I'm also going to go with the ace. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> Take that four. Next up, oh, Kevin Owens versus John Cena. I think you got to go Cena. John Cena. I think it's easy, too. I think it's, to be honest, I think it's a a miracle. I I love Kevin Owens, but I think he got the right pairings to get this far. But I am a little surprised he got this far. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, come on. Be be with me. <laughs> Show some solidarity for your fellow Scot. <laughs> oh my gosh, Clive's powered me tonight. <laughs> uh, I mean, look. look the US title no, no, open challenge, no, remember, I'm not, remember. I'm, no, I'm not going to be with you tonight. Fuck <laughs> you. I'm going to watch you now. Another uh, one bites the dust. It's an audio format, but I, I wish we, we we put the video out there to see the disappointment of Clive's face right now. Well, I'm recording the Skype, so uh, ladies and gents, if you want to donate some money to the show notes, and the link in the show notes, I'll put up a clip of me looking so despondent and dejected. <laughs> that fucking John Cena and his inspirational tweet quote prick face <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> hey, hey, Cena follows hey, me on Twitter. Hey, Cena's got an incredible Instagram game. His stuff is so like weird and like random. It's great. He's a troll. Uh, I've never saw one. You, you lot are trolls. That's what's going on here. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, this guy, for all we know, may make it to the final. All right. Right. Oh. Matchup number three, we have Daniel Bryan versus Okada. 
This is a yeah, really yeah, tough no, one. This is... Now we're really in the weeds here. Ah, man. What happened to It's Okada as your reasoning? But it's Daniel Bryan. We're yeah, but it's Daniel Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> it's the American Dragon. I'm personally, I'm just going to put this out there. Yes, the Okada has put on some fantastic matches, but personally, I've preferred some more, not many, but some more of Daniel Bryan's matches. Here's one thing I'm I'm going for Daniel Bryan. On you go, Joshua. In this decade, um, Okada's had three title reigns. That on, that most performers can only dream of, in terms of length, in terms of defenses, in terms of quality of matches, in terms of houses drawn, um, literally legendary. Uh, who's, who's that? Sorry, Kada. Kada. Kada, right? Um, one of them in particular was like exemplary. There was two that are extremely exemplary. Uh, the one that went for almost two years, but then let me look at him real quick, actually. <laughs> well, while he's looking that up, uh, I think I'm leaning towards Okada just because similar argument that I made with uh, the, in the Jericho Omega thing. It's like Okada has been the guy, the face of the promotion for the last decade. Look at Daniel Bryan, even with the Yes Movement, that was begrudgingly WWE having, being forced to go with Daniel Bryan. And then even then, it got cut short because of the injury. Um, and ever since then, like, yes, Daniel Bryan's had great roles, uh, but he's never really been the guy, the top star he's always kind of even with the as great as Kofi Mania was that wasn't the main event of WrestleMania um and that wasn't like considered like the top program going into that show uh from a from a booking perspective from a you know Vince McMahon perspective um so I I think the booking of Daniel Bryan as far as not being portrayed as like a top money star kind of hurts him here and I think that's what, I think that's why I'm gonna go with Okada. But you have to take into account that Okada was doing some Scotty to Hotty cosplay for a long time. With his <laughs> mm, uh, broken, broken Okada. <laughs> <laughs> I think. So here's, here's some facts. Okada held the title five times over the course of the decade. And held it for a combined 1,790 days with 30 title defenses, which is the most title defenses ever for any IWGP champion ever in history. Um, the big reign that stands out, though, was his uh, – let me take a look here. 2017. It was his fourth reign from, 20, from June of 2016 to June of 2018. So it was literally – uh, two years, 720 days. Uh, he had 14 title defenses in that time, and it was classic. I mean, he <laughs> he beat Naito for the title. Um, he beat Marafuji. He beat Kenny Omega. He be- beat Minoru Suzuki, mm-hmm. Katsuyori Shibata, Bad Luck Fale, Kenny Omega, Cody, Evil, Naito, Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr., Tanahashi, most of these matches were in the close to five star range or or more. It's it is considered maybe one of, if not the greatest single title reign in history, and that's a, a two year period. I mean, I hate to do it, but I am going with Okada over Dan O'Brien. Okay, I think I'm probably going to go Okada as well. Just to piggyback what off what Jeremy says, like. This guy's been the guy for so long. And I think what really hurts Daniel Bryan here is, in terms of match quality, like both guys have been involved in great matches. Daniel Bryan's great, some great, great moments. But I think the time off and the injuries catch up with him in this matchup. I think if we got a fully healthy Daniel Bryan, 
throughout this decade and he didn't miss large chunks of it, I think uh, you know, it would be a hell of a lot closer and it, we might end up going with Daniel Bryan, but I think for those two reasons I'm going to go for Kada. That That is the, one of the few things when I was considering who I thought was the WWE wrestler of the decade, just in general, not related to this, I had to go Cena. And a lot of people went Brian, but I think that, that all the injuries and the time off and everything kind of hurt that argument, and I think it hurts his argument in this case as well. Last matchup, this is interesting. Oh, so we're decided it's Okada? Have you yep. picked Jeremy? Yeah, I won't. Okay. Well, Rome, Daniel Bryan, you did well. I just, I'm not annoyed, overly annoyed with this one, but I think Daniel Bryan... I mean, he took off, he took away Brock Lesnar. Who else did they beat? AJ. AJ, that's some stiff competition. Yeah, yeah. And trust me, I I love Daniel Bryan. Like mm-hmm. he was one, he's been one of my favorite wrestlers over the last decade. Um, loved his stuff in ROH and love everything he's been doing for the most part in WWE. And yeah, I yeah. would I would consider myself more a Bryan fan than a Okada fan. Yeah, same here. Oh, Lord. Last matchup of the round. Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega. Oh, man. I would love to see that. Yeah, that, that would <laughs> be a I would love to see, and it's kind of stealing Carl's um, dream matchup, Okada versus Roman. Yes, that would oh. be excellent. I don't care where that is. I'd love to see that. I'd like you guys go first on this one. Oh, right. <clears throat> like, I think both have been involved in, like, super great matches. I think Kenny's obviously been involved in, you you would say his matches stick out more. Um, I hate the argument that, I just saw it on Twitter and I think Omega replied to someone saying you're only the champion right now because you're the EVP or whatever he is and he was like yeah because I wasn't like the star or the main guy in every other promotion I've been in kind of thing um, I think that holds a lot of weight um, and but Roman's been the guy he's a big dog <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I hate to say it because like it's it, it's not really it's true but at the same time it's like well it depends how you look at it he's the guy in the biggest wrestling company in the world um, so like I think that's hard to look past as well um, I know he's been involved in all these Wrestlemania main events and Royal Rumbles um, but Kenny's also main evented Wrestle Kingdoms as well been involved in one of the best trilogies you'll ever see in three of the greatest matches you'll see, one of them being arguably the greatest you might ever see. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to take out of my thinking the whole thing about people thinking Roman was pushed down their throat, so I'm trying not to think of that and just base it purely on what was on screen. I like I've always liked Roman. I've always liked Roman. I've been um, up and down with him. And that's because I've been up and down on him. I'm veering towards Omega. I'm struggling to pick. I think I would lean towards Roman. I've never seen Kenny Omega get bashed to the white meat on on the biggest stage in the world. And then after eating like four or five F5s get beat. When he that clearly was, won, that was I don't I think I remember the I've been I remember time. that exact video of I think it was Josh, Jeremy, Rich, James, and maybe one or two others where you were watching it. Um, and I remember Josh's reaction saying, yeah, I remember Josh's reaction saying like, I don't I don't like Roman, but my God, they've done him dirty here. They've never done that to any of their top guys ever before. Um, yeah, that he's Kenny Omega has benefited from the. Uh, you know, a lot of people didn't like that he didn't get pushed to what they thought were his, you know, potentials in Japan. 
he got pretty high, but you know, people wanted him to be Okada esque, and that never really happened. He never got treated like Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> and here, the other thing, and then the other thing that solidifies it for me is like, I've seen um, Roman have great matches, but I've seen him go out there and miss over the past decade. I've never seen Kenny Omega miss ever. Never misses. It is the craziest fucking shit. Sky never misses. <laughs> never seen him have anything below very good over the whole decade, whether it was as a junior tag team with Ibushi in DDT, you know, as a junior in IW in uh, New Japan, or you know, as a main eventer in New Japan. Like the guy just produces classics. And I can't really say that about Roman. Yeah, yeah I, I'm think I'm I'm going with uh, Kenny Omega here. Oh, um, don't you believe in? If you do, I've already asked Rich. Who have you picked, Ricky? I went Roman. I think I know in ring is king. As I always say, I just I just can't get away from the fact that it's Roman Reigns and he's the biggest star in the biggest wrestling company in the world. And that's a valid argument. I just I can't get past that. And I'll, I'll, I'll add peaks into this one as well. And Omega's peak arguably was the Okada stuff. But in terms of all-round presentation over the last few months, like it's shocking how good that stuff is. So... I'm going to go for Roman Reigns as well. But I think I've got a funny... <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I don't know why you guys picked Rich. You should pick like... Yeah. <laughs> Could ask someone else, shouldn't have. Yep. <laughs> Damn you, Rich. <laughs> Rich went with Roman Reigns. No, he's like... He did. He did? Went... Yep. You're lying. No, he went with Roman. Wow. No, no, I don't know if you, I don't, no, you probably can't see the, so I'll, I'll take a screenshot and send it to the messenger group. Wow. Wow. What kind of shenanigans is this? Wow, this will, this will work. Rich Red McKinney. Of course he did. There's no way. Like, I would, I couldn't, that, that's not possible. Yeah, what's this? Stop <laughs> like, the fraud. He, did, he, like, he didn't even elaborate. The only reason he seemed to give here was Kenny went into the Observer Hall of Fame this year. Roman fell off the ballot. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that is its reasoning. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. To be <sighs> fair, I do think Roman Reigns will be in the Hall of Fame eventually. <laughs> oh, damn, why did I switch? Here we go. And, and then I just texted him and he said, I was like, you picked Roman over Kenny? He said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Clive, your uh, worst dream may come, may become a reality because you might need to pull for the only WWE guy left. And, and <laughs> this one's really hard, actually. Yeah. Like I've known that this one's coming because I've been seeing it in my head, and I'm like, ah, this is I'm dreading this one. Uh, the key? I was hoping it was going to be Roman Okada just for. At least we finally get to see that matchup of some sort somewhere. But final four, Fuck. match number one, we have Tanahashi, John Cena. Man, now that, that's a match I would love to see happen. Uh, man, um. <laughs> We're down to the final four, right? Yeah. I I honestly, it's really tough because, I mean, I will throw it out there. I think Tanahashi is the wrestler of the decade in Japan, be even above Okada. But I think John Cena is the wrestler of the decade in America for the 2010s. So I really don't know. <laughs> um. I, I, I think overall, I think I am just, I, I have to take Tanahashi based on the body of his work. But these two guys have so many parallels in, in terms of like when they debuted, 
how long they've been around, what they did for their companies, how long they were the faces of it, how many big performances and title reigns they had during the during the time. Like it's really tough. Uh, the one thing I will say though is John took time off throughout the decade at the latter end, the tail end, and Tanahashi never really has ever done that. Even when his biceps got ripped, even when he like pulled stuff in his back and his legs and his knees and his neck. It's never, I mean, Cena never did that. No, Tanahashi is no. a real never give up. <laughs> <laughs> John sweat and run for Hollywood. <laughs> I think I think I take Tanahashi because he has a full decade and I don't think John Cena does. Oh, um, Tanahashi all the way. Oh. I was going to go Cena. This kind of similar argument for Roman. Because for like five years, outside of the great wrestling, he was the biggest wrestling star in the world. And probably, I don't even know if you can call him a wrestling star anymore, if I'm honest. Um, That would be the only reason I would side with Cena. Yeah. I have a feeling I'm going to lose out here. Yeah, I think I'm going with Tanahashi. Like Josh was saying, like they literally have so many parallels. They're they're pretty much on, on equal footing. But I think the thing that puts it over for me, I think, is it's your saying, Ricky. You know, the, the in ring is king. Yep. I I I mean, Cena. He's had his great matches, but bell to bell, I, Hiroshi Tanahashi, I think, is a better professional wrestler, Bella Bell, than John Cena is, and has had more classics than Cena. Cena had great matches for one and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's not true. Every year he'd have, like, one really great match. Yeah. No, I, 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 I slag Ricky off for he's constantly marking out for the U.S. Open Challenge. <laughs> but I, I he it. had, like, five, like, <laughs> weeks. See? Like... He had, and I keep saying it, he had two back-to-back weeks with Cesaro, which I'm pretty sure closed oh, draw. matches are awesome. Like, they were, f- and Sami Zayn, which I think Sami Zayn popped his shoulder in his yeah. entrance. Yeah. Like, the Cesaro matches were fucking awesome. Well, I remember also the match with him and Rollins and Lesnar at the Royal yeah, Rumble. Incredible. The, the three with Owens, especially that oh, first one. Did they have a match with uh, Neville, the U.S. champion? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, plus, plus the Rollins feud, uh, the SummerSlam match. I mean, to me, that was Cena's career best career year, and I thought he was the wrestler of the year that year. Yeah, plus, SummerSlam, plus, plus that unbelievable Slams. match with Undertaker as well. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah, nah, like, here. There, there are gods in the world then. John Cena's gone. And they're Japanese, these gods. Well, I mean, Kenny Omega's Canadian. <laughs> well, I just mean in, in, in terms of this matchup. There we go. Kenny Omega versus Okada. For the finals. For everybody, because we've discussed them both at, ad nauseum. Uh, I'm going Kazushika Okada pretty easily in this one. Mainly because it is based off the decade. Now, Okada didn't wasn't active the whole decade the way Kenny was, but he was on top every year that he was that he, since 2012, he was on top having nothing but classics. And Kenny was great, but he didn't do that. I'm going for Kevin Owens. <laughs> Not an That's the wrong KO. <laughs> Six months ago, we would have we would have finessed a, a certain Glaswegian into this conversation somehow. Who? Yeah, he won't be mentioned anymore. I don't know who. And he's talking about uh, Joe Coffey. Oh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> still say it's funny. <laughs> uh, nah, I will go. Yeah. I'm, Okada as well. Kind of similar yeah. reasons for Josh. Um, just um, just that little bit higher peak. Uh, and as Josh said, like, the guy for so long as well. Um, 
and obviously had that awesome two-year reign in there as well. Um, like the Omega matches, Tanahashi matches, AJ, Naka, there's, there's so many to pick from. Aye, Okada for me as well. And I think, and this is, this is going to sound really, really strange, um, last year's G1, the opening match where you guys went to, the uh, night one you went to, I think I remember messaging Jeremy just saying, like, seeing Okada and seeing Tanahashi, it was like, it felt like looking at Okada, you were looking, it was like, wow, he looks like a star. Like, I just felt that match stood out so much because it just felt like a big, big fight. Um, that's something, like, just little things like that always stick in my mind. And I got that impression from both of those guys, but especially Okada, on that night during that match. That 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 stuck with me for quite a while. Yeah, that was an awesome match to watch live. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with you guys. I'll go for Okada. Well, then it's down to the final two. Which is arguably the, the rivalry of the decade already. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you guys know, too, since we're on the... Before we move on, I would have taken Daniel Bryan over Kenny Omega. Mm. Without a shadow of a doubt for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, man, some of these guys got lucky with the with the pairings. Oh, definitely. Definitely, right. like... There was a couple of ones in the first round that was just, fuck. Like, you just didn't want them to be paired up together at all. Now, if I didn't delete the spreadsheet, then That's like I could tell you. That's like me and Jeremy had to fight each other on the first round of the uh, Quiz Time Invitational. That's right. Oh, well, that was intentionally done. <laughs> should, have, should have been the main event. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Final matchup. Tanahashi Okada. I already have Richie's pick. Um, I will. I'll just say this: at the end of last year, or at the beginning of this year, um, Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer Newsletter released their New Japan Wrestler of the Decade, or actually just Wrestler of the Decade in general. And when I examined all the numbers and all the matches and the business they did, I disagreed with him because they picked Tanahashi and I thought even though Tanahashi had a full decade I think Okada has had the stronger decade and been on top for a longer period and had more great matches and done more business than Tanahashi for that reason even though he's probably my favorite active wrestler today I have to go against Tanahashi and pick Okada Mm. (laughs) that was a very pensive hmm there and it's and it's for those reasons. He had more great matches in the decade. He held the title for a lot longer. He had more title defenses. He had more Wrestle Kingdom main events. He had more main events in in general, and he drew more money. And I think he won Wrestler of the Year more times too. I think even mirroring their kayfabe story, where Okada eventually took over Tanahashi. Yes. I think as this decade has went on, that has been the case in real life business. Um, cri- well, they, critical they, acclaim. They made their names off of each other. Yeah. Or at least Okada did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Josh lays out the perfect case there. It, it's hard to argue against that. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go Okada. Oh, I thought I thought he was going to say, but I'm going to argue the case. <laughs> well, and, and you know, it's close though. It's not by a wide margin. It's not like Okada did way more than Tanahashi. It's not. It, it's small margins. Really, they're negligible. Clive, are you going to make any uh, questions? No, it's quarter past one at night here. Uh, no, the answer's Okada. <laughs> 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 uh, I think what Josh said was pretty much perfect. Um. And out of, just to be, just to let you know what Rich picked. He picked Tanahashi, I bet. Yeah. Yep. He did. So there you go, folks. According to Ricky and Clive, keeping it strong style, and Rance Morris of Outsider's Edge, your wrestler of a decade is Kazuchiko Okada. 
I think to, despite all the, the hot takes, the the shock picks, the politicking tonight, gentlemen, cough, 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 <laughs> I think with Okada being the outright winner of the decades, that I can't find fault in that, and I don't think many will. Yeah. yeah. Even even objectively, that's like fair enough. I think what would have made it slightly more interesting was if John Cena just wrestled a little bit more, for say, for another year or so. And if, if we managed to get Cena versus Okada, maybe in a final, I think that would have been really, really interesting. But I think Cena's last four years or so, whatever it is, just kind of ultimately hurt him in the end. Um, just not being around. You can say the same thing about Daniel Bryan. Yeah. If, if if he hadn't taken that time off, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened at that point. <laughs> but this has been awesome. Yes, this was good. Clive, I'll leave the plugs and whatnot and the goodbyes to you since you do it so eloquently and amazing every single week. I'll crack the jokes around here. Oh, go ahead. I said, I'll crack the jokes around here, Ricky. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'll, I'll leave all the other plugs on our side to Jeremy as well. So, Well, Jeremy, why don't you give us your details? Yeah, you guys can follow us on Twitter at KI Strong Style. Follow me at Jeremy L. Donovan. Keeping a strong style, we drop either very late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, right here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. So you can subscribe, get all the great shows that we have here on the network, including Ricky and Clive and all the great stuff that we have here. Um, yeah, just be on the lookout for a lot of the, the year and stuff that we're going to be doing. Um, by the time you guys are hearing this, I think our Wrestle Kingdom preview will be dropping. Uh, we're going to have uh, Chris Samsa from Voices of Wrestling and Sport Pro Wrestling on to uh, preview Wrestle Kingdom 15. So that should be very exciting. Um, by this, by the time you're hearing this too, the the awards will be announced for our Keeping a Strong Style, our fourth annual Keeping a Strong Style Year End Award. And we're having uh, Rich Kreich from Voices of Wrestling uh, flagship on to announce those awards for us. So I know this is kind of in, in the future for some of this stuff. So by the time you're hearing this, go back and check out all the, the great stuff that we're doing here at uh, Keeping Strong Style. So busy, busy few weeks ahead for you there. Yeah. Excellent. The most so, exciting time of the year for them. And it is. It's Christmas. I know. Well, technically it is Christmas because Wrestle Kingdom is <laughs> just fast approaching. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we've been the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show on the Social Suplex Podcast Network where you'll find other shows such as Keeping It Strong Style as you've, just, as you've just heard One Nation Radio Grown Men Watch This Shit Great Match Generator All Things Elite 8-Bit Suplex Podcast and last but least I, I mean last but not least the Grave Consequences Podcast Shout out to you Caleb Wrestling <laughs> <laughs> Wash <laughs> Bring back Bastard Bolton. The greatest two episodic <laughs> run in the history of social of our sport. <laughs> of our industry. We need to do a throwback episode of SMC. You <laughs> got all parties to sign contracts for that one, I think. Yeah. Uh, that'll be unsanctioned. I think you'll have a. Uh, Oasis will get back together before SMC runs again. Who? <laughs> Oasis. Oh. <laughs> um, you can go to the podcast app of your choice, preferably Apple Podcasts, and give us a nice five-star review. Help us with the algorithms. Head over to socialsuplex.com where you can find these podcasts and their columns, and you can get them sent directly to your email inbox by pressing the subscribe button. If you head over to the show notes on your pod app, you'll see links to Pro Wrestling Tees, where you can get some social suplex t-shirts, um, donation pages if you want to donate to the the network as a whole or individually to Ricky and Clive, still looking for a webcam listeners. Um, we are at the Wrestling Sphere Circle on Facebook and last but not least we are at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. Jeremy, Josh, thanks very much for bringing us out of this horrendous year. I hope you guys have a good start to your new year. Obviously, with Wrestle Kingdom round the corner, it's going to be a good one. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to it. Ricky, have a wonderful new year. Yeah, you too. I'll probably speak to you. In about five minutes. 
<laughs> Thank you guys for having us on. Right. Yeah. No, no problem. Problem. Thanks for coming on, guys. We yeah. appreciate it. Right. Speak to you later, ladies and gents, and we'll speak to you in the new year. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time.